Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. Bedtime habits. An interesting study's been put out that asked people what causes them to not sleep well, what they like to help them sleep well. I'm going to share some of these with you. You guys jump in here. This is uh, very interesting data. It found that 52% of Americans, 5'2", 52% of Americans grew up sleeping with a security blanket or stuffed animal. That's reasonable, right? You're a kid, you sleep with a stuffed animal, or you have a blankie, or maybe a little pillow that you like. Doesn't that stuffed animal immediately jump into mind? For me, mine it does. I had a big purple dog named <laughs> Fluffy. Yes. My wish you is did, or you bear. currently still do, John? I did, Brandon. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Just making sure. But this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> because 40% of Americans, 40% say they still sleep with a security blanket or stuffed animal even when sharing a bed with their partner. Wow. 40% of Guilty. Americans say they sleep with a stuffed animal, even when sharing a bed with their spouse or partner. Interesting. Way, way higher yeah. than I would imagine. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> That's crazy. Why is it crazy? John, now oh, come on. Why are you... You're, you're Why cuddling do I? with a stuffed animal when your husband or wife is in bed with you? Because it does not create heat. So it's a scientific, not an emotional reason. <laughs> it is, and it's also very utilitarian because, I don't know, pretty much everybody knows, I do sleep with a CPAP. And yep. if I, it, basically, I cram the head of the, of the Winnie the Pooh that I have under my chin so my mouth doesn't fly open and dry out. I had a Winnie the Pooh growing up, too. Yeah, okay, but that's very Winnie practical. Like, yeah. right? That's very yeah, there's nothing practical. I find that entertaining. Like, what if it wasn't Winnie the Pooh? Would any other well, stuffed animal do? Well, I did use a pillow do? for a while. Okay. But then I ended up getting the Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. So. But see, I think this is okay. different, Deb, because you're doing it <laughs> for, like, medical purposes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that you sure. can breathe. Preventative. For medicinal purposes. To stay alive. <laughs> and it doesn't, again, it does not create heat. Otherwise, I would be cuddling with my husband or my dog or whatever. So. See, I'm a big cuddler, and you're right. Sometimes <laughs> heat is a problem, but yeah. we start with me laying on my left and Michelle on her left, and I'm the big spoon, and we cuddle. like We're like one mass. And then after about a half an hour every night, we flip. We're both on our right, then I get to be the little tiny spoon, and she's the big spoon. And then we wake up in the middle of the night, and all hell's broken loose. The blankets and pillows are everywhere. Her arm is across my forehead. I mean, I no longer know what's happening. You start organized. Very puzzle organized. Puzzle pieces, and then yeah. just... And I like to stick my foot out. I'm a, a stick-the-leg-out guy to stay cool. Me too. All right, so let's... Do you sleep with a stuffed animal, Sandy? <laughs> I do not. I do not. I have... Are you a cuddler? I have saved stuffed animals, so they are at the ready if I ever want them. <laughs> But I have <laughs> they're downstairs if I'm if I'm inspired after this conversation. Are you a cuddler? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm I like physical contact. I am the person Me too. I might have been a cat in a former life because Mike will tease me that <laughs> if I sit on the couch like I'll either tuck my feet under his thigh or I'll want to sit like right next to him. You know how you have a big dog and they'll sit and they'll lean on your legs like that's, <laughs> that's me. You. That's me. I like to be in proximity. Are you a cuddler? I'm not a cuddler. You want your space? I want it. I've been lectured on this before. My oh. wife loves the cuddle, but I'm like, I just, I just, 
It's too, I get too warm. I'm yeah. a hot body. I need like three fans on, the window open, the yeah. air on 65 degrees, and away from any human body. And in the same bed, but you know, like there's a little bit of space yeah. there. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> the same study asked couples that live together what their top sleep disruptors were. What are the top things that ruin your good night's sleep? Okay. You want to guess what they are? Oh, it has. Snoring has you, to I be number like, one. Yeah, top six. Be, yeah. Snoring has to be All number right, one. Snoring is fourth. Whoa! Phones, cell phones, lights on the phone, going off. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> this right, sounds you like got a, a voice of experience. <laughs> because I'm an early bird. or an, I'm, I'm an early bird. I, I, I get up early. My wife stays on her phone, and the light drives me nuts. And that's not okay. scientifically good I'll, for you I'll give you no. this. Glare. Fifth on the list is sleep with the lights on. I think that's more lights, lights, okay. but the yeah. phone. I could see that. Snoring is fourth. That fascinates me. I would have thought me. that was first. Yeah. That is shocking. Actually. Okay, so I gave, you have four and five. Third was when my partner sleeps with the television on. Ooh. So that could fall in the category with the phone, too. Yeah, it's kind kinda. of the same. Yeah. We don't have a TV in the bedroom. We, I, yeah. I don't, we don't, don't either. I don't, I don't we like do. that. Deb, yeah. I have to watch The Office before I go to bed, <laughs> but it's complete darkness after. Do you have headphones? Do you guys watch The Office together? Do you go to sleep? Do you go to sleep before so her because of your morning schedule? I go to sleep before her. This is how it works. I put it on. She'll, we'll watch it. When I'm ready for bed, she, she loves me, if you can't tell. I'll, <laughs> I'll turn it off. Yep. And then she'll just roll over and stay on her phone. And then she dozes off and yeah. eventually. Well, I get that. You guys go That's to bed at different times. Yeah, so yeah. it's a different... So it works, and she does, She definitely compromises. Yeah. I, I tell my wife, and she just laughs at me, girl, <laughs> the only show ain't happening on the TV. <laughs> oh, my. I'll let you know how that works out. All right. This is number two. The number, the, the number two sleep disruptor is my partner wakes me up tossing and turning. Sure. Mm. They do it so much that it wakes you up. I still think there's more I snoring than flouncing. And the top sleep disruptor at the top of the list mm -hmm. is when your partner steals the covers. My yeah. wife is a stealer. So we go to sleep, and I told you we cuddle, and we're laying one way, then we're laying the other way. I got my foot sticking out. I like to be kind of chilly at night, but mm -hmm. eventually in the middle of the night, I get colder, and suddenly I wake up, and there are no covers, and she's like in a cocoon. I was going to say, yeah, she's the whirling dervish. She's yes. <laughs> she's like wrapped up we so have, thick, like I can't even, I don't even know where she is. We have our own covers. There, How do you that's, do that? That solves it. Yeah, separate covers, and not like well, a what big... size? What size covers? <laughs> king size. Do you have like twin size? You said nope. King. You each have your own king size. Yep. And and what? How does that work? And... How many covers do you have on the bed? Remember, he's not a snuggler. Yeah, but wait. So how they could be wrapped work? like burritos. So she she has uh, her blanket. I have my blanket. Okay. You know, and but then... doesn't it get on both of you because it's so big? If it's king size, not really. No, it's not like a big comforter, like a thick comforter. So does it cover you on your half and then drape down onto the floor? Mm -hmm. Or does it cover you on your half and then well, sneak onto her half? To be honest with you, by the time I wake <laughs> up, it's it's mostly on the floor. Because yeah. I, I move around when I sleep. I'm in like 10 different spots uh, over the course of, of my four hours of sleep I get a night. It would be fun <laughs> to have a time lapse just to see all the yeah, fast motion gymnastics. You know? It works, though. It works for us. I have a little blanket that I like. My favorite blanket. <laughs> Does it have a name? Fluffy. Maybe. <laughs> so the blanket that I like was actually Michelle, my wife's blanket, when she was in college. And so the blanket is 35 <laughs> years old. And she hates the blanket. She doesn't like the blanket Aww. anymore. But the blanket makes me happy because it reminds me of... Sure. <laughs> her in college. 
So I have that blanket on my half the bed. I mean, I don't have king size blankets like rolling around my room, but <laughs> they're not as big as you think. And she likes a weighted blanket. That is the worst invention ever. Yeah, I'm good with that. That is a love destroyer. Oh, I that, mean, come on. You can't even penetrate that thing. I mean, you can't even move that thing. No. What does this weigh? Like 15 pounds? No. Uh, don't they? Literally? Yeah, they what do. do they weigh? They oh, do. really? Yeah, I bought one for my daughter for Christmas a couple years you ago. Can't even I didn't move think they were 15. I yeah. They're, they're heavy. Oh. I'd be afraid if I had to go to the bathroom yeah. and I had that thing on, I, I couldn't escape. Yeah, it's supposed to calm like your anxiety, yeah, your nerves, or whatever. Yeah, Michelle likes that. Yeah, my daughter does too. So, yeah, we it, it works. I'm just surprised they're that heavy. And they don't, they're not really warm or anything. They actually, no. it, it gets cooler because of the material that's. It's that's heavy, though. It, like, yeah, it's hard it, to move. It is. I call it the anti husband device. <laughs> And maybe that's why she has. It. I think she does. I wonder what she calls Fluffy. <laughs> we, We're not the, talking the, about Fluffy. The blanket of <laughs> the blanket of fondness in our home is what we call the Mexican blanket, and it's a blanket that Mike bought. He's convinced for like ten bucks in Mexico decades ago. But this thing is perfect. It keeps the warmth in. It is. It's, um, it's just wonderful. It's, it's funny. got fringe on the end. It's got a little like weaving. It is perfect. We it, love the Mexican blanket. It's funny you say that. Yeah, I have a pillow that I still use to this day that I bought from a market in Afghanistan, and it is the most comfortable pillow really? I have ever owned in my life. Wow. I've never gone away from it for going on 10 years. That sounds like a... And you don't want to have to go back and get another one. I don't want to go back. <laughs> no, I will if I have that. to. If, if, it, if it means better sleep, I will go back. But no, it, it is the best blanket, so it's funny you say that. That sounds like a love <laughs> scenario, the Mexican blanket. <laughs> Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. Each week on Wisconsin's Afternoon News, we talk to the Travel Secretary, Ann Sayer. She is sponsored by TravelWisconsin.com. This week, the conversation was golf. Let's talk golf. Wisconsin is a golf mecca. It's hard to believe because we only have good weather, really, not even the whole year. But golf is big here, isn't it? Well, John, we always have good weather. <laughs> You're so good at this job. <laughs> There's something to do in every kind of weather, but summer is special. I know that's what you meant. Yes, and um, Golf Digest actually says that Wisconsin has 10 of the top 100 publicly playable courses in the country. That's more than any other state. So we've got it going on where golf is concerned. And where can you see some of the legends of golf playing here in Wisconsin this summer? Well, this is pretty darn cool. We are hosting the prestigious U.S. Senior Open in Century Rural. That's in Stevens Point this summer. The best golfers from around the world, ages 15 up, are going to tee off against each other at this golf course in Stevens Point. It was Wisconsin's first destination golf course and is one of the best public courses in the country. Visitors are welcome to attend, and this is a really accessible thing to, thing to do. It's June 27th and June 28th for the practice rounds, and then the championship June 29th to July 2nd. Single-day tickets are only $25 for the practice round and 50 for the championship date. Plus, it's family-friendly. Children 17 and younger can attend for free with a ticketed adult. And it is just, it's a really big deal for Wisconsin. It's the largest sporting event ever played in central Wisconsin. Wow. And it will be broadcast in more than 90 countries. Yeah. That's amazing. It is. It's amazing. Tens of thousands of visitors will be there. It's going to be a memorable experience for golfers and non-golfers. There's a free parking and a shuttle service. They're going to make it easy for you. Really walkable courses. You can get up close to some of the best players in the world. And if you haven't seen it, 
hole number 16. It's called the flower hole. It's surrounded by 33,000 hand-planted flowers. It's just gorgeous. And it is. You should Google it if you haven't seen it. Hole 16 is absolutely unbelievable. makes the Masters look like a dumpster fire. I mean, it's... It's, it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, you hit on this. It's central Wisconsin. There's a lot of cool stuff to do in central Wisconsin if you're there for the golf tournament. You know, I've got a little bit of a crush on Stevens Point. I think that's a very normal thing for a person to say. But it is just such a cool area. It's gorgeous wilderness. It's great for hiking and biking and paddling. There's the Schmeekly Reserve on the UW-Stevens Point campus. You can bike the 27-mile-long Green Circle Trail that loops through the whole area or paddle the Wisconsin River. There's also the Tomorrow River. And when you're hungry and thirsty between all of the golfing and the outdoor recreation, you're going to want to check out the Great Northern Distilling. It's a great mixology bar. has kind of a retro vibe. That's in downtown Stevens Point. And then there's Father Fat's Public House. This restaurant uses seasonal and local ingredients, tapas-style dishes, culinary styles from around the world are represented. So it, it has a fabulous food and drink scene. Another place to check out is the Stevens Point Sculpture Park. It is so cool. It's just filled with whimsical, creative artwork um, out in, in the natural elements. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. And you know I love the outdoor art. And with the U.S. Senior Open being the largest sporting event ever played in central Wisconsin, uh, that course is not just for the pros this summer. Yeah, you know, they they had closed it just to get it in tip-top condition for this big event. But starting July 4th, you can go play where the pros just played. It's a fully inclusive golf experience. Booking a tee time includes the 18 holes of world-class Plus, I love this. It's complimentary craft beverages, snacks, and hot <laughs> meals. They actually have on-course refreshment stations. Wow. So, I know. I love that. There's a tea, <laughs> the tea time also comes with practice balls, a GPS-enabled golf cart showing you the course layout and how far you are from each pin or hole. And then you could make a weekend of it and stay right there at the Inn at Century World, which is a luxury boutique hotel. I love it there. I could move in. It is so cool. Anne, are you a golfer? No, but you can tell I like watching and being a part of the whole scene. And that's as much fun as playing. Yeah, and you can still partake in the refreshments. (laughs) (laughs) I like the way you think. And the landscape. Like we were talking about 33,000 flowers on the flower hold. I think you don't have to be a golfer. Just appreciate being outside and amongst the beautiful landscape. Exactly. I am with you. It's. Uh, I think there's a famous quote that golf is a good walk spoiled. Uh, <laughs> even if you like a good walk, get out and check out Century World. Check out Stevens Point. Ann Sayers is the travel secretary. For more information, you can check out TravelWisconsin.com. And thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. All right, Ann Sayers cracking a couple jokes, huh? It's 445 at WTMJ. Our friend Tim Sheehy is with us next on a very important day where they're actually debating share revenue in the state Senate right now as we speak here. Tim's with us live in the studio up next. Tim Sheehy is the president of the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce. He's joined us on moving day for the Sheehy family. Uh, we, you're welcome. We saved you from what? Putting yeah. furniture together? <laughs> yeah, the, the worst words in the English language, some assembly required. <laughs> <laughs> some is very subjective. That's exactly. Very vague. Uh, I'm glad you're here with us today, Tim, because as we sit here, the state Senate is debating the shared revenue proposal, which was negotiated last week. If this doesn't get done now, 
at this moment in time. How dire is the financial situation for Milwaukee and Milwaukee County? Well, very dire. Um, And as you know, the shared revenue package is really tied to an agreement on K-12 funding for choice and charters. That's passed. So the last kind of domino to fall here is really the shared revenue package, which I expect to pass the Senate, and I expect it to pass with bipartisan support. So that puts in play the sales tax for both the city and the county, and uh, that's where the challenge is now is getting those votes at the Common Council as you and the county board, as you mentioned. Yeah, you're connected to Madison, and I talked to somebody who today said it's definitely going to pass. It's going to be signed by the governor. So then it comes back to the more local authorities. Here, Half of the Common Council called the shared revenue proposal racist in nature. How much trouble is this in here in Milwaukee? Well, it's challenging. There are some difficult uh, there are some difficult um, add-ons to the sales tax, but those will already have been passed into law. So the Common Council's challenge is to figure a way around those, hopefully to amend them in the future, but they really have a very difficult choice in front of them because if they don't support this, they're facing tremendous cuts, 25%, 30% next year. So what I hope happens is they don't Thelma and Louise in the car off the cliff uh, and that they look at the, the, that there is no room now to kick this fiscal can down the road. It's really going to go off the cliff. So it's a difficult decision, but I'm hoping the Common Council will come together and make the right decision for the citizens of the city of Milwaukee. Do you think anyone from Madison will continue to communicate with the Common Council in hopes of getting that passed through in the way that's imagined to? Yeah, you know, I think that that Madison will have done its work. I'm hopeful there'll be some support at the state legislative level from legislators from Milwaukee, particularly those that represent the city, uh, to help give that support to the Common Council. Now, the Common Council's never been in a position like this. They need two-thirds vote, but really the answer... There is no answer if they turn this sales tax down, but tremendous cuts next year. And I just don't think that's something the council wants to sign up for or will sign up for. So, Tim, buried in the incendiary comments made by those council members was another comment where they said this doesn't even take care of our financial problems. Okay, it might not, but this is a big, big step in the right direction, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the old adage, when you're in a hole, stop digging. And this is 190 some million dollars, which will help the city stop digging that hole. It will help them pay off the pension liabilities. Will it make the city flush? No, but that's it wasn't designed to do that. And there'll be growth in the sales tax revenue. So this gives the city the opportunity to continue to be an attractive place to invest, develop more um, sales tax revenue and more property tax revenue. You know, this isn't done yet, but I'm proud of this as someone who lives in Wisconsin, because this is complicated, it's complex, this wasn't easy, there's a lot of stakeholders. And in Madison, I think against the odds, they found a way to cobble something together and get it done. You've been involved in this. How difficult was this process? Very difficult. And I would say in my 40 years of going to Madison that this may be the most impactful bipartisan package signed between two different parties to accomplish two really long-term challenges. One, filling the bucket of shared revenue for local municipalities, and two, pumping more than a billion dollars into education that covers all kids publicly funded, choice, charter, and public schools. So it's really a tremendous package that puts Wisconsin in a good place. 
Airlines are back in the news. Our airport is back in the news, and the Milwaukee Business Journal is reporting on the top destinations that need more service or need direct service out of Milwaukee. What does that list look like? Anything surprise you? Yeah, I mean, I think maybe surprising or unsurprising are the three cities on the West Coast, San Francisco, San Diego, and L.A., um, those are all destinations you have to get through by stopping in Minneapolis or Denver and somewhere else. And as we were talking before, the challenge is that people are so used to getting a direct flight and driving to O'Hare. So it's coaching people out of that and showing the airlines that there are enough butts to create those seats on a direct flight to the West Coast and other destinations. And, Tim, they track that. I mean, if you are going to San I go to San Diego every year to visit family. And they track, if you fly out of Milwaukee, they don't just see that you fly to Charlotte or you fly to Denver. They track that then you go on to San Diego. So that right raises the likelihood they would maybe add service if they know eventually you're going from Milwaukee to San Diego? Yeah, it's the chicken and egg. And, and, and the, the, you know, the, the egg is there. The latent travelers that are going to another destination to get there. The question is, can we get an airline in here and will people then change their habits? And I believe they will if we can get an airline to bite on that direct flight. Sandy wants to know what your good news of the week is. I can tell by that look on your face. I do. And it's not just going to be that you have conquered assembling furniture. Because he hasn't conquered it yet. It, it will not. My good news of the week is I think a little bit under the radar, the AmFam championship that happened in Madison. It draws a great crowd. It's really well done. It's exciting. And it's great to have a major golf event like that um, in uh, in Wisconsin. And, and Madison just puts on a great show. So my hat's off to Steve Stricker and the whole crew that puts on the AmFam event. Tim Sheehy is the president of the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce. Sandy's very handy. If you need help with that furniture, we're right down right here. You I have that little L-shaped thing from Ikea. That... How long a break do you have right now, Sandy? <laughs> <laughs> Tim, I'm good at supervising. Your week. I'll just fold, fold my arms and watch. <laughs>